I am unashamed. What about you? Y'all are more the political gurus. We're right before the election here. In my simple mind, I think one of the best things that Trump did to perhaps get reelected was this dance. I don't know if you've seen it. It's <laughs> Missy showed me the viral dance last night via social media and all this. I laughed. Yeah, he he got out there and he started doing a you know a a, a little jig on stage. And then there were thousands and thousands on social media. Everybody's now doing the Trump dance. And as silly as that is, I thought that our culture is just so, you know, let's face it. We're, we have some shallowness to us. Yeah. I mean, everybody's talking about hardcore issues. The 2020 has been an upheaval. And then all of a sudden, he goes out there and does this. I don't even know what you call it, but I'm shocked you haven't seen it. I, I, it, I, I didn't know it was a viral thing. I know what you're talking about. It, he did it at one of his rallies, and the music yeah. was going. And yeah, I, I know what you're it, talking about. It was about. almost like a choreographed dance. Uh, and I mean, it has now become that because, yeah. you know, you got things like TikTok and all. Yeah. So it now proves, everybody. It proves one thing. What does it prove? He's not a politician. <laughs> That's a, Which is a good thing in these current uh, in these current times. We don't need a politician. That's Joe Biden, politician to the core of his being. You see a guy, yeah, juking around. You say he's not a politician. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because I do these types of dances, but usually I do it in my house where no one's watching. So you you said this? Did you start by saying this was the best thing that he's best thing he could do? Because I'm telling you, there's no such thing as bad publicity, and and I think it kind of represents the two parties. Now, this is my simple mind. I could be totally wrong. Y'all are two geniuses in all this, but here's what I'm saying: He's made the decision that you know what. We, we've we tried to combat this virus. Mm-hmm. The other side is blaming him for it all, which I think is an overreach. It, 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 he didn't cause it. They're like, no. well, he handled it terribly. Well, that's easy to say when you have something that no one is familiar with. Oh, but, yeah. yeah, They're like, you know, 200,000 people have died on your watch. Well, how, how in the world is this... His fault, yeah, I, you know? I, I thought that when I watched the debate. I thought it was um, this last debate. I'm like, like the, the if the if the standard is that we cannot have a pandemic that results in any like what would what would be an acceptable number? What would be well, the right? Yeah. Well, what and and so Trump, yeah. to his credit, said, "Well, one's too many," but you know, and he goes through his little bit about he closed the the airports and travel to China and, you know, whatever he did real early on. That's what they keep. That's their talking point on that. But what I was saying about the dance is because now you have really you see their two philosophies. You know, Biden, he's basically in the basement with the mask on saying, hang on. And he's doing rallies where cars are coming by honking. And then Trump is up there. He just had the coronavirus. Two days later, he's back, you know, back like nothing ever happened and doing a little jig on stage, you know, without a mask. And I'm like, there, there's their, I'm just looking at it from a political 
view. They're saying this is what we're going with. We're moving forward, and the other bunch is saying we're we're, shutting, we're shutting everything down. And so I'm saying, I think you have to pick something, and and, and go with it. And and I'm not saying that that he's not aware that we need to wear a mask. We need to try to stop it as much as possible. But, you know, we've been going through this for months. Yeah. Look, I'm just a a man of uh, C-plus prowess. C-plus man. You say, you ever worn a mask during this thing? No. Well, you kind of wore your your head. I got my headband in case they say you got a mask. I say, yeah, see it on top of my head there? You say, have you ever worn that? No. You say, "Have, have you ever... Have you worried about this? Now, now I, 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 I meet people every week. They come from all over the United States. I give them a little fist bump. I have, have you had coronavirus? Mm-mm. Have you had coronavirus? No. I haven't either. I'm just saying. Now, I would say half the people I know have but, uh, had yeah, it. Yeah, a lot of people have had it. It's- I, I understand. And you say, and half the people you know, or three-fourths of them, they probably wore masks and this and that. And the other well, thing. I would agree. The, well, a lot of the most quarantined people I know that's Trump's, got it. That's Trump's point. In other yeah. words, his point is, look, we're yeah. without the mask. We're the without social. It's a, it's a microbe. It's a pandemic. It's a pandemic. Yeah. You're like, it's a pandemic. It's going to weed out some. Yeah. Others are going to just go on by. You say, but to shut everything down and curl up out there in a lonely room somewhere, you're like, it's 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 no way to live. It's no well, way to and, live. And, and tomorrow is going to be a day where I really believe that we're going to. And it's not about Trump. That's what I wish people would quit. Me, like, look, there's a lot of people like myself. I'm not a Trump. They have Donald Trump as the virus. That's what I'm saying. But it's like on both sides. Like the election is not about him. It, it's it's about where we where are we moving as a society. And I think yeah. that's a great point, Jace. I mean, I think one side of of it's. I told you in the last podcast when. Um, I flew on on uh, I won't say which airline, but I flew on an airline uh, to get down here for this for uh, you know work for a few days, and I mean it was like the the staff was the airline was so rude and controlling and like almost like they were angry that I, that I was doing business with them, like they were mm-hmm. mad that I was there, and I'm like, what is this? Like they're mm-hmm. chastising, like, their tone of voice. I mean, and, and even restaurants that I've been in, I feel like I almost feel like now I have to apologize for doing business at your restaurant. I'm like. We're we're moving either to living our life or we're going to be completely controlled by, by by you saw what happened in California this week. I mean they're shutting down Thanksgiving. Did you see that? Sure. The governor of California. So I mean some of this stuff, man, it's not like there's some things worse than dying. And the living, most offsaid thing by the savior of the world, the thing he said the most from start to finish. He's the beginning of anything mm-hmm. and the end of everything. He said. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. So I look at it, my face in God. I'm a child of the resurrection. You're like, so if this some microbe comes along and takes me out, whether it does or not, my faith still in the person that can deliver me from death, from death. Yeah. Don't worry. You know, believe in me and you'll never die. You'll just depart your soul and spirit from your body, you'll get your body back. I'm looking at it from a spiritual standpoint. I said, why are we going to run and holler? It's not going to do any good or hide. Mm-hmm. It's it's a pandemic. We just learn to live with it. Yeah. I don't run around begging to begging to get it, but but I don't run around in fear either. 
I just say, yeah. Lord, I've, I've, I put my life in your hands. If you want me to go 74 and then I'm out of here, so be it. I do think it's worthy of note that we've, they opened up early voting for like two weeks. Cut be, you, it used to be just one day, yeah. like two weeks before and then one day a week before. But now they're like, you can vote for two weeks up until election day. And so Missy came in to vote. Well, she went there Saturday and she's like, the line was out to the road. So she just kept going. And she went today. She's like, well, I got to go because she's going back to Texas. And same thing. I mean, I, I'm shocked that there's this much passion. I mean, it took her three hours. She sent me a text a while ago. She's like, three hours. So what, what would they have done? I mean, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of early voting because I feel like, like – well, that's a whole other discussion, but but <laughs> well, I'm curious on why you're not. What's it matter? Because um, I think that um, it's ripe for fraud with the, with the uh, oh, ballot harvesting and the yeah. way that they're some of the stuff they're doing. But now it's like, no, nah, there's an election day. Let's 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 all yeah. be on that day. But with that being said, I mean, I don't know how they would have handled the load. I mean, because you're right, it's 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 for two weeks straight. There's been a line mm. a mile long in every voting precinct. Which so we're, we're yeah we're headed for the highest turnout in the last hundred and. 10 years. I mean, I think. Well, right. But see, I was making the point that they did that so that the older people who are more susceptible to the coronavirus could have a chance where there wasn't such a big crowd. Yeah. But the problem is, well, there's so much passion, I guess, about voting. I appointed the president. I met with him two or three times. Three times. I appointed him to Jesus. I asked God to put him back in. Mm -hmm. I said, I think he's the man. He's, he's, Lord, he's, he's with you. He's with your people. I've watched him. He's with us, the Bible believers, the Bible thumpers. Donald Trump's on our side. He's pro-life. He doesn't kill children. If he did, I wouldn't vote for him ever, ever. You're like, hmm, he has a keen mind. I zero in on his policies and I push personality out of the way. Hold on, let me let me stop you there for a second because this has been very controversial this week, um, or last week rather. A prominent pastor who I respect a lot uh, wrote an article that said that personality is equal to policy in terms of its effect on the death culture, which I disagree with that. But what are your thoughts on someone who would say, you know, um, you look at this guy and he's arrogant, boastful, and they would say that. That his 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 uh, personality is just so off putting, and that it's how, how. What would you say to someone who would elevate personality over policy? I would say what I wrote down in the front of my Bible: acumen, keenness, quickness, and understanding, and dealing with a situation, shrewdness, mental acuteness. I said, Donald Trump is has high acumen. He's smart, very smart. You say, I'm not worried too much about his look. He'll grow in the faith. I preached the gospel to him. I believe he believed it. That's what I believe. I believe God will put him in back in office. That's what I believe. We'll see. So I look at it like I separate his personality. I said, he'll grow in that area. You know, it's a far cry when you first come to Jesus. You say, when you first came to Jesus, Phil, did you love your enemies? I said, I didn't even know what 
agape love was. I didn't know what it was, Zach. You said, well, explain that because a lot of people don't know agape, which there's four different Greek words for love, right? Yeah, but, yep. but before you tell us what they are, let's take a, a quick break. You know what they say, the number one issue in relationships, communication. Communication. Yep. Was it on Seinfeld? Who is the uh, the male guy? What was his name? It's been a while. That hadn't been on in years. Yeah. He who controls information and communication controls the world. Our friends at Patriot Mobile, they share our values. They are a leading firm in communication, cell phones, and they won't send your hard-earned money to aid anything that you would disagree with. Which is probably number two in relationships. Where'd the money go? Where'd the money go? Communication and money. Patriot Mobile communicate through Patriot Mobile, and uh, they're not going to send your money to places that would uh, go against your values. Get the same nationwide service and support that a company um, from a company that loves America and shares your values and supports our police. Switching is easy. Keep your phone number, or you can bring your own phone number over, and or you can buy a new one. And they have the best offer yet. Listen to this. You can get a free month of service, or you can get a free phone plus a free activation fee with our offer code, Phil, P-H-I-L, Phil. So just go to patriotmobile.com slash Phil, or you can call their U.S.-based customer service team. It's 972, that's 972-PATRIOT, 972-PATRIOT. Veterans and first responders can save even more, so please make the switch today. In lieu of the of the argument about why are you voting for Donald Trump? I'm strictly voting for him because of his policies. Mm. He said he would do things, you know, fix the border, trade, get China out of here, quit buying their wrenches and tools, their pieces of junk. So everything he's done, in my opinion, I've said, that's what I would have done. That's what I would have done. That's yeah, the pe- the people in the circle, circles that I, well, one of the circles I run in, I run in a few different circles, but... I think they're well-meaning believers, but um, they would make the argument that um, that Donald Trump's um, the way that he's handled himself. There's things that I don't like. I didn't like. Uh, I didn't like when he came after Ben Sass. I love. I think he's one of the most righteous men in you know in D.C. And I, I didn't like the way that I don't like the way Trump's come after him. But you know, to to equate um, someone's personality as being just as detrimental as as someone's policies, I think is kind of ridiculous, uh, especially when you consider. Um, but you think about Marxism, for example, we mentioned that in the last episode. Um, you got Mao Zedong, you got uh, Paul Potts, you got uh, uh, Lenin, Stalin. These were all individual men, but what made them destructive was not necessarily a personality. It was the philosophy that they adhered to. And there was over 100 billion people murdered under communist regimes. So ideas do have consequences. And so, I mean, I'm I, I'm with you. I'm maybe I'm, I'm going with the policy and the platform of the party. And here's why. It's pretty evident. Uh, uh, qualities like this, you're not going to be this way if you come out of a heathen background, which Donald Trump did, and I did, and a whole lot of other ones did. The Apostle Paul, <laughs> he come out of a heathen background, going around killing Christians. So it takes a while to bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. You're like, whew. What if you're in politics in the United States of America like Donald Trump? 
uh, hey, Donald, make sure you bless those who persecute you and bless them and don't curse them. You're like, he's young in the faith. He's a babe in the faith. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Don't be proud. Be willing to associate with people of low position. He does a good job there. Do not be conceited. Need some work in that area. <laughs> I do too. Well, look, don't repay anyone evil for evil. Yeah, that's that's a little room for a little, little help there, uh, Mr. President. Look, be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everybody. You're like, be careful to do what's right in the eyes of everybody. Can you imagine putting that into practice? Uh, look, if it's possible, which means it's hard to do, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with all men. So you're elected as the presidents of the United States, and they get a cabal together where they're going to run you out of there with the FBI. Yep, they come up with false charges and spend $48 million to try to get him on something. And then they tried to impeach him. And you, and you get to looking at it, I can see how a guy would be, would be a little testy at times. Yeah. He's young in the faith. Watch. Don't take revenge. Leave room for God's wrath. It's mine to avenge. I'll repay. If your enemy, Mr. President, is hungry, your enemy will feed him. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. Watch. Don't be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. You read these texts, my point is, you don't learn to be that way in two or three years. Look, my first three or four or five years in the faith, I was all over the map. But we don't, we don't know if he's— I didn't even know what loving my brother was all about. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, but I don't know if we know if he was young in the faith or not. I, I, I haven't heard him make a profession of faith, but I, it's— um whether he has or not, I'm not. I'm not. In, I'm not coming into tomorrow. I'm not coming. I'm in. not a mind reader. Yeah. I preach the gospel to him. Jesus died for his sins, Mister President. Yeah, but the point is, you only have two choices. He was resurrected. I told him. You no, say, uh, yeah. I, I think that's where I'm at. You have it, two. You have two choices tomorrow. Um, I don't have to come in and be a, a Trump sycophant or someone who no. is like carrying the water. And I, I, I do think that's a little dangerous with people that have come in and, and held him up to be. You know something that he's not, right. and we need to be honest. Like I don't know, I don't know what, the, but I know this. I know what the I, I do see. A, like to your point, I see a very well-defined contrast of what's what's about to yeah, happen. That's all my point was. Yeah. Even about the video, I'm like, of all the meetings that they've had, here's what we do when they say this point. You know, well, they did this whole deal about oil, where Biden's like, all oil gone. And so they made a big deal, and they're having all these meetings. What I'm saying is the something that happened by accident is what I believe was the greatest idea that no one had, which was it just represents that we've got to move on. We, I'm moving on. I'm feeling good. Let's go forward. And that kind of gives your take on, on, on a virus that really no one yeah. knows about. Even the, the doctors came up and said, well, we've got another surge. Let's do this and that, and maybe we can head it off. But the key word there is maybe. Being Nothing a, has seemed to work at this point. Well, well, Being well. afraid of a virus. <laughs> yeah. 
it's, it's not going to do well, we any have, good. We, I'm just saying, nothing we, is we, working. We have well, it's not working. No, hold on, we have a surge in new cases, but but the death rate is plummeting. I that know, is correct. but my point is the the what you said about this all being subjective is true. I'm not sure how much this has helped or hurt, and guess what? Nobody nobody knows. else knows either. If if the steps we took had not been taken, we might be talking about losing two million instead of over two hundred thousand. We never know. We'll never know. How are we going to know? So, my point is, since we don't know, one side says it's all your fault, and the other side says, no, it's all your fault. <laughs> it, and it's well, like nobody and, and, knows. And it's, like it's like your two kids. Nah, uh huh, uh huh. It's like back and forth. What, what, that's been that was my whole point during the debate. Like, what number would be? What would we say? Man, right. what what not, at what point would 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 the Democratic Party look at what Trump's administration and say, man, you guys were successful because only this many people died. There's no, there is no, yeah. there is any number of people that died. Guess mm-hmm. what they would have said? They would have pointed the finger yeah. and they would have said you failed. And I think the American people, like all of us, need to start. We need to take a, a crash course in critical thinking and just really uh, our, yeah. our logic or fallacies. Like let's understand how what's being communicated to us. Yeah, we're biting on this red meat and we're not thinking this stuff through. But you know what they say? The other side, they say this. We're trusting science. The scientists say. The scientists say. The scientists say. I'm like, well, I trust in God. So where do I figure in? To your, you're saying this. The reason I'm right is because I'm trusting science. Well, you don't want to put it uh, science or God. I mean, we can trust in science too. It's it's it, it ultimately trust in God, but we use scientific method. I mean, Christians invented science. I, I so, agree. It, that that's not really. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying they're like the reason that wearing a mask works is because of science. Well, what does that mean? The scientists said that's what works. Which scientists? Who well, were they? Was it peer well, reviewed? Right. What was the? Yeah, you have a, you it's have a, a subjective thing, it's, is what it, it, I was it, getting. Yeah, you have some cloth over. I've already. I have a mask. This is it. <laughs> the first thing the microbe is going to hit on me, it's going to hit on the follicles, the hair. Yeah. Well, whether it can climb up through my nose or not, we'll see how long it lasts. But I got pretty good protection yeah. my, under my nostrils. I got it pretty good on my face. It won't hit me. It hit the hair. It's going to hit one of my hair. Well, they say it goes I'm thinking your nose, but... this helps a little bit. It's a yeah. little bit of protection. But I'm seeing on the ball game last night in Kansas City them with the smoke coming out of the breath of these guys, and few people in the stands, but you go anywhere when it gets cold. I was looking at the amount of, of moisture coming from human beings yeah. out, their, out their mouth, and it was like from me to Jace – just a cloud of, uh, you know, and to get cold, it gets down mm. to 30 degrees. It's just blowing it out. If you put a mask on, in my humble opinion, I'm not a doctor, and I d- I've never played one on TV, but when you're blowing air out of your mouth, out of your lungs, a piece of cloth is not going to stop the microbes. Well, it, it, it depends. There was a guy... On the plane, you're like, telling me it's going to well, siphon well, sane out. They're well, like, "What listen. does it hurt?" And I, I don't, I don't disagree. Well, but they, what I'm saying is, it's I haven't seen that big a difference one way or another. That's because you didn't see, which the, is my point. That's because you didn't see the guy sitting next to me on the plane. He had on um, a mask, and he had on an, another mask on top of that mask, and then he had a face shield. That guy's good. The last time I was at an airport, I saw some people walking around like that. They had 
suit. A hazmat suit's on. Oh yeah. And they had masks. And then they and the, but I thought, you know what? At some point I just I, that, I, I'm like, look, it, it is what it is. But but when we talk about trusting in science, and that, that only goes so far. If if you, you if you trust in science, for example, Phil, you, you you could get in trouble with this. But if you trust in science when determining which pronoun you're going to use when you're talking to someone to refer to their, their gender, you could get in real trouble in 2020. Because, because so we don't we, we do trust in science to a degree, but yet then we're talking about well you can determine your own gender. Whoa, 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 hold on! But I looked at your DNA under a microscope. Uh, that doesn't matter here. So so if we're going to trust in science, let's. But the mm. problem is is that science it has become politicized, and and we're the, the the fallacy is is that we're assuming that science is purely objective all the time, and that's not the case. It's it's never been the case, even when because it's coming from scientists who are flawed people. Exactly, and and, and yeah. sometimes sometimes scientists have political agendas. Sometimes yeah. scientists have biases. Sometimes scientists have a a, a, a something that they're trying an agenda that they're trying to push. Tell me about it. Mm-hmm. And so I think that what what folks on our side are saying, if you want to use a side, I'm not, I don't want to put myself on a side, but, but someone who would disagree with it, with the concept of trusting science. Like, yeah, trust, uh, as Ronald Reagan said, but verify. And if, if you've proven something scientifically, we're all going to be like, yeah, we agree. But, but have you really proven this? Because you've told us a lot of other things that were scientific. Whatever the scientist said, what do you do when a pandemic hits? Well, you can't stop. I mean, with scientists or without them, what do you do? Well, the yeah. science I trust is to quote a verse: is Colossians one sixteen. Speaking of Jesus, for by him all things were created, visible and invisible. All things were created by him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. That's the science I trust. That, that's my that's my system of why I keep rolling. Yeah, it would no, I don't have masks, skirts, uh, facial shields, some what they've taken. No, I'm just putting my trust but in God and to moving be forward. fair, you you socially distanced forty years ago. So I there was away. a barrier. Well, I when, when stay the, away from yeah, when the, when, well, let's let's, uh, let's take a quick break. Jace, you got that nice Land Rover outside. Yeah. What year is it? 19, what, 64, I think. You want to sell it to me? Would you sell it? Yeah, maybe. Let's talk about that after the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it insured, though? Of course. Okay, well, good. Well, hopefully it's insured through our friends at Gabby Insurance. When you've had the same car insurance or homeowner insurance for years, you kind of get trapped into paying your premiums and not really thinking about it, which I know that's happened to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but that makes it easy to overpay and not even realize that you're doing it. So um, stop overpaying for your car or your homeowner's insurance and see about getting a lower rate for the exact same coverage that you already have. Thanks to our friends at Gabby. That's G-A-B-I. Gabby takes out the pain of shopping for car insurance or homeowner's insurance by giving you apples to apples comparison of your current coverage with 40 of the top insurance providers like Progressive, Nationwide, Travelers, just link your current insurance account, and it just takes a few minutes, and you'll be able to see all the quotes with the exact same coverage that you have. So you don't have to go through a big process. You don't have to call multiple insurance companies. You just you log in, you put your information in, you link, link it over, and then they do the shopping for you with over 40 different top insurance providers. 
uh, Gabby customers can save $825 per year on average. Probably mine. It's totally free to check your rate, and there's no obligation. So take a few minutes right now and stop overpaying on your car and home insurance. Go to Gabby.com slash unashamed. That's Gabby, G-A-B-I dot com slash uh, slash unashamed. Gabby.com slash unashamed. When the pandemic started, uh, we did a, a quarantine series in the quarantine with Phil uh, for our Blaze subscribers, uh, which, by the way, you can go to Unashamed or what is it? BlazeTV.com um, slash Unashamed, get $30 off between that and Election Day. Um, but uh, and, th- and those are all still episodes are still on there. But, yeah, that was the big th- joke we told was that Phil's been quarantining before quarantine was cool. I haven't changed anything except one thing, and I learned it from Jace. Uh-oh. I don't shake their hands. Yeah. I'm meeting them. They're from all over the country. You do fist bump? I'm baptized. I just put my fist out like that. Yeah. But I That's was doing bump. that before the coronavirus. That's right. Look, and y'all call me weird. But it made sense to me. I said, well, no use in just raking them off, raking them off with your hand. So well, a little fist bump. Well, I got something. That's, I got something that. They want pictures. I, I say, okay, well, we stand there and we take pictures. You know, so you say, well, you've been doing that for the last six months. Yeah. Well, I, I did. I baptized too. probably 50, 75 people. I don't know. But but you say, so you had to grab but, them. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll tell you this. You push them under the water. But I thought, well, that's washing off a lot of the coronavirus. Get them under water. Wash your hands. I said, well, let's wash them the whole body. Mm-hmm. So, and, I, and Jesus got, said, go make disciples, baptize them, unless there's a pandemic. Then don't touch mm-hmm. them. He didn't say that. Look, if he'd have said that, I would have do that. I said, well, pandemic, can't touch them. Every building that. that I've gone into, I wear a mask when I'm in a crowd of people. Here, here's what's happened. I've done five events since the coronavirus has been out. Mm-hmm. I walked in with a mask on. I looked around. Nobody had mask on. I said, no, oh, we're not doing mask here. Now, they've asked me to come do the event. And so I take the mask off. They want pictures. I have not turned down one picture or one fist bump since the coronavirus started. Me either. I made a decision. Do I want to just, I thought, it's not worth it. If I get the coronavirus because of this, I'm going to do it. They want to take a picture without the mask. So I've done five events, five different cities. I have taken hundreds, if not thousands of pictures right here with people. I've never gotten it. And I thought, I'm doing something stupid, so science says, and I haven't got it. I'm like, you know what? That's where I am. Yeah, but, so, there, but there's other people who have done that and got that. I don't think you could, I mean, it just is what it is. Oh, I'm not yeah. saying, yeah. I, I should have gotten it, but I had to and make you, a decision. And, and you might get it. I might get it in five minutes. But I had to make a decision. I'm going to go to this event. I looked around. And I'm like, well, they don't seem to care. So I'll go with it. Now, if, if they would all had masks on, they said, we want you to wear a mask, I would have worn a mask. It's a de- I, I'm it's a, a team it's player. It's a decision that each person has to make. I think that that's the thing. Yeah. Like, I'm not knocking somebody for – I'm not knocking the guy that had the gear on. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. So I, I'm willing to take the risk, and I'm willing – I mean, this may sound crazy, but I'm willing to roll the dice – and go out without a I mask. Trust in what God. I, what I, I don't trust like. in God. I trust in God. But that's my business, right? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's free. I trust it's, in God. And you say, why do you trust in him if you see a pandemic or not a pandemic, whether it's a pandemic or not? Because I know one thing. He raises dead men from the ground. 
That's the one I got my trust in. So when you say, well, where does Thank the you. where does the microbe fit in there? I said, he raises dead men from the ground. So while we're here, that's where yeah, I am. So while we're here, we're we're we're, we're going to live. I mean, that's the thing. That's you right. got it. So here's my point. I brought this up because of this. I had I've had all these encounters in the in the past few months. Not really my choice. I mean, I we signed a contract saying when I would come visit this location. We did all this for the coronavirus hit. Some of them postponed, but some of them didn't. Because I believe that my purpose, the bigger purpose for me on earth, is not who I vote for president, even though I'm going to vote for the guy who I think represents more godly principles. I don't care what his personality is like. I believe my purpose on earth is to share Jesus with other people. I'm not going to be able to do that unless I encounter other people. You say, well, you can do it on social media and all that. That's true, and I have. But I I think there's something about what Jesus did from person to person, and I wanted to read you something and get y'all's opinion. And we did John 14 last podcast, but I wanted to bring up a rather obscure verse. Right after Jesus said, don't you believe that I am in the Father? This is John fourteen ten, and the Father is in me. The words I say to you are not just my own. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. So that was his big claim, and eventually got him killed. He's like, I am the Father, and the Father is me. I'm here representing God Almighty. Then he says, believe me when I say that I'm in the Father. This is verse 11. And the Father's in me, or at least believe on the evidence of the miracles themselves. So he's like, how would I have this power? I mean, you should at least believe, because I do have the power over atoms and molecules and healing, and that's why we have our trust in him. But then he says in verse 12, this is my point, I tell you the truth, anyone who has faith in me, believing he is the, the Father, will do what I have been doing. He will do even greater things than these. Now, I'm going to stop right here. My question is, he's talking to his disciples here right before he goes to a cross, right before he's buried, right before his resurrection. What were the things that he was doing that he was trying to say, if you have faith in me, you'll do what I've been doing. Now, I'll give you one because he was had been doing miracles, and we know later on that he passed the gifts, the power of the Holy Spirit to his followers, his disciples, his, his apostles, and they also did miracles. We have that recorded in the book of Acts. But I was wanting to get your opinion on what do you think the other things that he was doing that he said, if you have faith in me, you'll do what I've been doing. What are those things, do you think, up until this point? I would say you would love me. I love the Father. I'm God. And you will love each other. That's what I would say. What would you say, though? I went around making sure people knew I loved them. But they've been watching him, and he's like... Yeah, well, I think, I think that... Um, well, I wanted to make one. Not, I know you meant this, but one clarifying point. He didn't say that I am the Father. He said I'm in the Father. They're mm-hmm. they're they're different persons. 
but there he's I'm in the Father and the Father's in me. So I think that um, good point. I think that what, what I think what he was talking about was uh, spiritual healings, and I think he was talking about what he was doing in his ministry. I think he was talking about you know, he's bringing the kingdom here. It's, it's yeah. It's it's the unfolding of his ministry. It's the unfolding of the kingdom of God, and, and he's like, I'm leaving, but you're going to be doing this. And see, I agree 100. percent That's it's my because point. it it's he, it's because what it is is what it is, is that it's still progressing to yeah. this day. It's still growing, still but, but growing. But you have 13 chapters. Hold on, let's, it, let's take a quick break. So I'll tell you this. I got this Simply Safe in the mail, and my wife hooked it up, which is embarrassing. But <laughs> you got to remember, in marriage, you got to understand your lane. Yes. I'm good at destruction. She's good at everything else. And so she hooked it up. 10 minutes, ready to go. No problem. No problem. And you monitor your home 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And I was bragging on her. Good job, babe. You're awesome. You got to make a woman feel secure. Well, she made herself feel secure. Well, Simply Safe, our friends at Simply Safe, they'll monitor your home around the clock with security professionals who are there in case of an emergency to immediately send help to your home. Plus, there's no contract, no hidden fees, no installation costs, especially if you get your wife to do it right. So that was good. Good job, Jace. Awesome. Uh, so, so easy, your wife can do it. <laughs> Which, in my case, she's way more talented. So nice recovery. I was about to say that, that you, you were going to get in trouble for that. Good recovery. Right now, visit simplysafe.com/slash unashamed, and you can get a free security camera plus a 60-day risk-free trial with any new system order. There's nothing to lose. Go today to simplysafe.com slash unashamed. Simplysafe.com slash unashamed. You have 13 chapters leading up to this point. And all they've seen him do, he came up there and called them. He started talking about the kingdom. But then he just has one encounter with crowds and individuals on a daily basis. He wasn't like going to some training facility and building a building and say we're gonna you know we're gonna become the most powerful people on earth. He just goes from one person. You you think about what happened in John three. This religious leader comes to him, and what does he do? He tells him he needs to be born again. John four. You got a woman with a lot of baggage, who's from the wrong side of the train track yeah. or dirt road track. And what does he do? He ha- they have a situation where he teaches them, oh, I love everybody. It doesn't matter how much baggage you have. Then he runs up on a fellow in John 5 who's sitting around trying to be healed, has this lifelong disease. And he, even if you look at the details of the story, he, was, he almost rebukes him for, for not doing what it takes to try to get better. I mean, because he said, do you want to get better? Because he's so comfortable there. You get to John 8, you got the woman with all the baggage that they now have a, a trap for him. What does he do? He he shows that, you know, look, we all have a, a tendency, especially with an election coming up, to throw rocks for whatever reason because of our, our baggage. And he has this profound moment where he puts everybody in the same camp, their sins. Yeah. And so my point is, Our life, here we are claiming to be in Jesus. We have the Holy Spirit of God. My macro part of my life 
is having encounters on a daily basis where I introduce Jesus and the same principles he was showing his disciples. That's my whole existence. Yep. And you know where I got that idea from? You. Hmm. Because when you came to Christ, now you, your first three or four years, I'll admit, were bumpy. Yeah. But then one day you you had an epiphany, you had an idea, you had you just said, I'm going to share Jesus with whoever comes down here. And yep. people just kept showing that, up. Man, that's a great point because I think what, in the context of, I always tell people this, anytime we get in a conversation about the Holy Spirit, and I've heard, and I've gotten a lot of conversations about what he does, or as some people were doing for what it does. I'm like, oh, you've already got it wrong because mm-hmm. he's a person. But I'm moving to John 14, 15, 16, and 17 if we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit. And the reason why this matters is what you're saying is the encounter is what Jesus is ultimately claiming here is, is you've had an encounter with me, and, and to the apostles at least, you have apostolic authority. You have, I mean, like, like I've touched you, you're like, like you're speaking yeah. on my behalf. You're going to write the Bible, but what about the rest of us? Yeah. And what he what he's saying here is that the Spirit is going to come, and when the Spirit gets here, He's going to indwell the believer. Acts chapter two, we see that when the church gets kicked mm-hmm. off, you know, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. And what do you receive? The gift of the Holy Spirit, God moving in, living in the believer. First Corinthians six: All sins of man commits are outside his body, except for sexual sin, because your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. So my body is the new temple, and and so I think what he's getting at here of, of what they're gonna what what he's been doing is he has been building the kingdom. He's been doing all this stuff, and what he says you're gonna be, you are gonna be the kingdom. And I like this because Phil and I got this from you too, by the way. I think the American church right now, I might get in trouble for saying this, but man, it, it's like it's, it's it's about to change. We have a we have an unhealthy and unbiblical view of authority. We we really believe that there's these Christian gurus that we can get up underneath and then submit to right. these gurus. And I'm like, no, 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 no. There is, we are a priesthood of believers. But, now, but now, look, I don't have a problem with what you're the you're same you're the same. Person that you're reading in John four, yep. John fourteen, John, he said in First John, we because the question is how do you know you know? Uh, well, we know that we have come to know him. First John chapter two verse three, if we obey his commands, the man who says I know him, but does not do what he commands is a liar, and the truth not in him. But if anyone obeys his word, God's love is truly made complete in him. This is how we know we are in him. Now, you got to remember, you'll do what I've been doing. Whoever claims to live in him, Jesus, must walk as Jesus did. He goes on to say, Love it. I'm giving you not not a new command, but an old one. And he starts talking about loving your neighbor and all the things Jace mentioned, whether it's you got this woman, it's easy to turn on her and say, she's some kind of whore, take her out. But Jesus took up for her. You're like, hmm. Whether you're dealing with the homeless or the ones who say they ain't worth it, I mean, you're never going to make a difference in their lives. Now, Miss K says, why am I giving you all these food cards now? 
she 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 asked him yesterday morning. She got these food cards. She gets to the homeless. She said, "How do y'all know? What do you know? Why am I giving you these food cards?" And every one of them, they said, "Because you love us." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you love us. Well, I only brought it up because I think it's a small that point. But you say, and look, do you realize how hard it is to get people to know that you love them? You have to prove it. Yeah, let's, you have to let's, do something where uh, they know you love them. Let's take a break. But look, my whole point is you had something come up where the goal is to separate yourself from any human contact. Alienate yourself. Yeah. And I'm saying, okay, we're going to do that. And that's why I did 20 about 20 virtual events with young people on the internet. Mm. Now I had hundreds of people come. You said, well, why'd you do that? Because I'm like, I'm my purpose on earth is to do what Jesus did, which is have encounters with other people and explain to people what God is like. And amazingly, I've done the same thing. One interview after the other. I'm not going to stop that. Yep. So now we're months into this coronavirus, <laughs> and I'm like, look, and and the last place I went to, I had a bunch of kids there, and we didn't have masks on, and somebody said somebody was hot about it, and then they fired something off, you know, like I think we should all wear a mask. It's and proven I was that like, there's look. a tiny percentage yeah. of children that have this disease, and it kills them. I said, I'll put the mask on, whatever you, it's your event, whatever you want me to do, and. Everybody but one person said, no, we're not, we're not wearing the mask. But I said something that kind of stopped. It, it was like a wait-a-minute moment. I said, I just want you all to know something. I'll wear the mask if you all want to because we want to do our part. To tr- if that will help, okay, let's do it. I said, but I, let me be clear. I'm willing to risk my life for you to understand who Jesus is. And there was a... 20-second pause, because I was pausing on on purpose, because I was serious. Because my whole point, even we started talking about the election, we talked about the coronavirus. The the bigger part of my life is doing this on a daily basis. To your point about the religious world, Jesus didn't wait on Sunday to do all this activity. No. He was going from in the middle of the night, here we are the next day. He was at the well. Where it, every day was a journey to show who God Offer was. Offer your body yeah. as a living sacrifice. To, to show who God is because, I, I agree, he, every day was a journey to show who God is and to share that God is a fellowship of life, which is the opposite of social distancing. That is I mean, correct. John 14 is like, it's like, uh, it's, it, it, it's, it's, <laughs> John Fort, the whole Bible is Emmanuel, God with us. It's not God mm-hmm. away from us. It's God with us. And I think that you think, well, what happens when we reflect something that's not the nature of God? What, what happens when society say, you know what, let's social distance for about a year and just see what happens? They've you have, been you, right. have, you have riots. 
You you, you burn down you cities. Have suicides, you, you, you have drunkenness. You I, have drug use. I mean, hey. there's some things. I'd say there's some things worse than the coronavirus. And I think that what's happening in culture right now, I, I think there's a direct connection between what we're seeing in terms of the, the divisiveness of culture, how divided we are now. Um, just the anger, lot, anger. We're not because we're not in community anymore. I heard somebody talking about. It. I haven't seen it yet. But they said there was a movie. I think Russell Crowe did, or whatever it was called, Unhinged. And they were just saying that it's about what's going on as far as the anger and the social distancing. They said, I mean, it was, I mean, it's a movie, so whatever. But they're getting these ideas now because we're when we alienate ourselves and we panic and we're fearful and we're divisive, it, it you, you just. You, we you lose we, that connection because you you weren't meant to be siloed off, and so what happens is yeah. you silo off. Like like we we can do community with people even that we disagree politically. You must with. admit, Zach, yeah. the left is scared to death of this particular virus, but I would just simply say they're scared to death, rightfully so. Yeah, they met, need yeah. to be afraid. Yeah, I met a guy who worked at the ER in a small town, and I was just asking him. I was like, "What are most?" I mean, I wasn't even thinking about what we're talking about, but I was like, what's the number one thing problem you see come in there? I, I was more just curious of what the injuries was. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, number one overall is some kind of drug problem trying to get drugs or their own drugs and they're being wheeled in. He said, but number two is young people uh, with suicidal thoughts or and I was like, well, I said, well, you're, you're living in a small town. He's like, yeah. I said, how many are we talking about a month? This is a small town. And he's like, I would say 100. I uh, said, 100? I could not believe it. Do you know? But what, just in the past few months. You know, the, one of the top huh, questions. The, one of the top, that's interesting. One, yeah. of the, one of the top questions we get, and I don't know why why this is so. I think it may be the time period. People, was this pre Coronavirus? No, this was in, since the coronavirus. He was yeah. saying a hundred yeah. a month. So we've we've been getting a lot of questions about suicide, particularly um, the question of what uh, if you commit suicide is that an automatic uh, ticket not to heaven? You know, and and uh, I think that 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 what you know one 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 of the ways I would respond to that is you get to heaven because you're in Jesus. And, yeah. and if you're in Jesus, all your sins are forgiven. But, but it's, it's, it is sad to me that there are so many people contemplating this because they feel isolated, they feel lonely, they feel a, a, a sense of shame. I think isolation and loneliness are some of the key aspects of this. When, but if, when we can, if we could really just understand what, what God has offered us through Christ and through the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, I mean, we Walk can— Walk with God. And you're never alone. You're never alone. Never alone. But I, th- I think it comes back to, you know, the most inspiring people to me on the planet are people who have every reason in the world to quit, but they don't. Mm-hmm. From You know, I've, I've told this story many times. My heroes, you know, I have a short list, but some of them have been, you know, there's a woman that I'm thinking about right now who just as a kid was abused sexually abused by multiple family members and just made one bad decision after another and then a life of abuse, married the wrong guy, barely escapes with her life, gets married again, wrong guy again, and this cycle happens and then we have an encounter like we're talking about. Here's all this baggage. I share Jesus with her and she cries and I'm like, why are you crying? 
And she's like, well, I finally have a place where I can forgive. Hmm. And she's talking about forgiving the people that have wronged her, which made me tear up. And I'm like, because she told her story to Missy and I, and I was like, of all the people I would think has every reason to quit, it would be you. And look, she surrendered to Jesus. You know, we baptized her, and she has been a rock. This is years ago when she came to the Lord. A rock the whole time. And I, I look at somebody like that as a hero because I thought, now she should have just, if it had been me, let's just end this and, and move. Had every reason. I think God lined us up having this conversation and met, and thankfully I didn't drop the ball. And whatever I had going, I shared Jesus with her. And now, look, that's someone that inspired The me. author of uh, John 14, the Apostle John, again, several years later, he writes two or three little books, and here's one of them. Anyone who claims to be in the light but hates his brother is still in the darkness. Whoever loves his brother lives in the light. There's nothing in him to make him stumble. You say, that's a lot riding on loving your brother. That's why when you mentioned, what would Jesus say? They'll, anybody who loves me, they'll, be do, they'll do what I've been doing. Well, here's an example. Whoever hates his brother is in the darkness and walks around in the darkness. He does not know where he's going because the darkness has blinded him. That's a lot riding on how we look at each other. If you just look at the American Cultures Act and just pull back a little bit, yeah. And all of what we've seen since the pandemic, it, it was almost like we were doing pretty well. The economy was booming. Wages are up. Trump was right. And you say, all of a sudden, here comes this pandemic. And I look up, and what I've seen since the pandemic, the only thing I can gather is it scared them so much, they got in the streets they burned, they looted, they are shooting each other at a higher rate. Mm-hmm. They are bad-mouthing police, get rid of all law enforcement. I've just watched the thing unwind, and I've said, and it all happened when the, after the pandemic came. So I've tied them together, and I'm, and I'm saying, I'm not going down that road, I think. They're scared to death, don't know what to do. They have no hope, and they just turn on each other like ravaging wolves. They don't know where they're going because the darkness has blinded them. That's what John said, the apostle, when he wrote First John. I write to you, dear children, because your sins have been forgiven. It gives them hope on account of his name. I write to you, fathers, because you've known him who's from the beginning. I write to you, young men, because you've overcome the evil. All these things about hope are listed down there that only comes from Jesus. I write to you, dear children, because you've known the Father. I write to you, fathers, because you've known him who is from the beginning. I write to you, young men, because you're strong. The Word of God lives in you. You've overcome the evil one. Well, all those texts, on the, they'll do what I've been doing. Well, if you look at him, you say, this one around there, doing good, just doing good. Get up and do good. Well, just put that up against what you've seen in the last six months in America, and you're like, there was no good. There was, they're up to no good. Therefore, that's my speech. I'll shut up now. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube 
and be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.